Welcome to the Kettle Call Podcast. We are reaching six months after we have started and actually we are in our sixth feedlot call. So let me go ahead and call Brooke Playtech. Hello, Brooke. How are you? Hi, Pedro. I'm great. How are you doing? Pretty good. It's It's been pretty hot, but, mm-hmm. but is it a good time for a call? It's always a great time for a cattle call. Great, great. Brooke, we've, we've been spending the last five months, we are reaching our sixth month right now, talking about protein supplementation in the calf-fed hosting system. We've talked about levels of protein, urea, the type of urea. We've talked about blood milk supplementation. Last month, we talked about supplementing specific amino acids. And I think that's what we are going to talk about this month again. Can you tell us what is the research that we are talking about today and who were the authors and when it was conducted? Yep. So uh, this month is fairly similar to last month, but this is a newer study that we did in 2019. It was published in 2019 down here at the UC Desert Research and Extension Center. And this paper was the influence of supplementation of growing diets enriched with rumen-protected methionine and lysine on feedlot performance and characteristics of digestion in Holstein steer calves. Um, And this was uh, written by Montano and others. Perfect. So another study that was conducted here. Were you here when this study was conducted? I was. Yeah, this was one of the first ones I helped with. Great. So since you were here, can you go over the the details of the study? How many animals were used and uh, what were the diets? Sure. So uh, in this study, we used 72 Holstein steer calves that came in about 280 pounds. Um, And we fed them uh, for 84 days. So we were just looking at the very early feeding period for these guys. And so we blocked them by weight into 12 pens. We had six steers per pen. Um, And so for the diet, uh, before I go into the diet, um, I just want to note that uh, DDGs were used as a supplemental nitrogen source for these diets. Um, So you'll see that uh, they have a little bit of a difference in crude protein. Um, So the basal diet, which is the first treatment, was formulated to meet 105% of the metabolizable protein requirements based on the NRC recommendations. And so for the first treatment, they had that basal diet with no additional methionine or lysine supplementation. The second diet um, had that same basal diet, but they added um, 0.4% smartamine, um, which is that protected methionine and lysine supplement. And then the third diet had that same basal diet and then 0.8% methionine and lysine supplementation. Perfect. So 72 animals divided in three groups. It's good that you mentioned that this uh, study specifically, there was a lot of the steelers, about 25% of the diet was the steelers, which the best study was urea was the main source of, of protein. And because of that, there is also much more crude protein in this study, in the diet of this, the basal diet of this study, when we compare it to the previous study, right? This one we had, there was up almost 16% on the basal diet, 15.7, while the previous study, there were, if I remember correct, 11.5% mm-hmm. uh, crude protein in the previous study. And, and it's interesting because... Last study, we saw some limitations in performance because the basal diet was limited. And even though we supplemented, we saw some benefits, but not a lot uh, when we supplemented those limited protein uh, basal diets. This one, 
we are actually meeting metabolizable requirements of the animals, metabolizable protein requirements of the animals. But we want to see what if we supplement additional specific amino acids on top of that diet that we are meeting metabolizable protein, but not metabolizable amino acids, right? Right, exactly. And that's why with this one, we made sure made sure to go above even what the NRC recommended as that metabolizable protein requirement. Perfect. So can we go over what happened on those first 84 days? And that's another point that I want to clarify here in comparison to the previous study. The previous study, uh, the treatment were applied on the first 56 days, and this one was on the first 84 days, right? Yes, exactly. Okay, so what happened when we add uh, rumen-protected amino acids, methionine and lysine, uh, on those proteins that we are actually meeting metabolizable protein requirements? So when we supplemented that methionine and lysine uh, supplement, we didn't see an effect on dry matter intake at all, but we did see improved average daily gain, gain efficiency, and estimated dietary net energy, uh, which was different than the paper from last month. Last month, they did not see an effect on average daily gain at all. But in this, in this study, we did see an improvement in average daily gain. So that's the big difference that we saw between these two studies. Great. So that was good. The last study, we saw some improvements in energy efficiency, but not in average daily gain. This one, we observed difference in average daily gain and also uh, energy utilization of the diet when we add uh, pro- rumen-protected amino acids in the diet. And again, comparing both studies, we we are here to talk just about this study, but because they are so similar, we can also compare both studies. Uh, When we observe, uh, when we look at observers' expected energy values, we can see that last study, because we were limited metabolizable protein, the basal group was having 80% uh, observers expected. This one, the basal group is actually doing a little better, is that close to 90, but even though when we supplement, we go up to 95% observers expected energy values. It's hard to compare different studies, but what we can observe, the one I think one of the main points for me in this study is that even though we are meeting metabolizable protein requirements with uh, based on the NRC values, methionine and lysine is still limiting uh, amino acids on those cat-fed hosting steers in particular in this growing diet that we've talked in the last six months. The first 112 days, more specifically, is a very critical time for these animals, this type of system. And we have to make sure that we meet not only metabolizable protein requirements, but also uh, amino acids requirements. Uh, so that's, that's for me, is one of the main points. I don't know if you have any main point, if you want to bring something up that, that I'm forgetting here. That's exactly what I got from this. And this is really specific too to these um, calf-fed Holsteins that are being fed a steam-flaked corn-based diet um, as opposed to some other uh, diet. The, this is, the methionine and lysine are very specific, specifically limited in these type of diets. Great. That's, that's a very, very good point, Brooke. I, I totally agree with you. And in, in this system, being fed those diets, we have those uh, amino acids that are first limiting in this case. Brooke, I think that's, that's a great point. I think we brought up, it's been fun to talk about protein the last six months. I've enjoyed a lot. I've learned a lot. 
Mm-hmm. And, and I think we still have a lot to learn. We still doing research in, the, in this topic this year. And next week, we will have the, the expertise, the lead of those research to talk with us about protein research. So we are expecting to have doctors in here to talk about the overall research that he's been doing about protein uh, nutrition in cafe hosting series. So it's, it's been fun. I've learned a lot. I don't know if you have any, any final points, any final message to tell to our listeners. No, no final messages, but I, like you, I've learned a lot and I've enjoyed the segment. Perfect. So that's, that's a great point. Uh, take home message. Make sure to supplement essential amino acids that's going to meet the requirements for your animals in these first 112 days. The, feed, the, phase, the phase feeding is another point that's very important. If you have questions, if you have comments, please send an email to kettlecallucd at gmail.com. We are open to new suggestions for topics, for questions that you may have related to protein. And I will be glad to send this paper as well if you have any any questions about it. So thank you very much, Brooke. Is it a good time for a call? It's always a great time for a cattle call. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lonesome cattle call